you're listening to i mean can we discuss and i am your host astrid ferguson we will be discussing different issues that can be debated articulated chopped up any kind of way there's no real set way to this it could be culturally it could be socially it could just be how we're feeling today so You're here for the randomness, and I hope you're here to stay. So remember to subscribe, share, and tell me what you think. Hi, everyone. Today, I am so excited. I have Nikisha Roberts-Washington. She is an MS Ed, is the editor-in-chief and creative director of Genre Urban Arts, which is a platform where artists can become published digitally and in print. Genre Urban Arts also provides exhibiting and performing opportunities for visual and performance artists via pop-up galleries. Nikisha has been published in Rotledge, other literary journals and anthologies. In spring of 2018, she was honored with having a monologue performed in Brooklyn, New York at the Billie Holiday Theater as part of a showcase entitled 50 in 50. What place do we have in this movement? In June of 2018, a piece of creative nonfiction entitled No Cream was published in Wisconsin's Emerging Writers, an anthology of nonfiction. Nikisha's writing focuses on social justice issues because she believes that it is a creative's responsibility to interrogate and reveal the intricacies of social constructs through art. Nikisha spends much of her time preparing opportunities for creatives to share their art as part of the necessity for inclusion. So Nikisha is such a good person for me to have on the guest chair. I mean, I can't rave about her enough. She was also the first person who actually accepted my writing. Um, So yes, you can find my work in genres number five print and uh yeah i'm gonna roll it over to nikisha i'm good how are you good so yeah we finally have you on the guest chair (laughs) (laughs) thank you for having me Sure, no problem. So I I did your introduction, but why don't you just kind of lead us through as to, you know, what your main role in genre urban arts, which she always says she's the editor-in-chief, but she's really the founder. So if you won't take the praise, I'll I'll do the praise for you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I wear a lot of different hats at genre urban arts, so everything um in its final product goes through me um and so i call myself the editor-in-chief i call myself the creative director and the founder um yes i am the founder the owner of genre urban arts uh and you want me to take you through what genre urban arts is yeah just tell us a little bit about that and how how did you 
decide to start genre? Because I think before you became or decided to found genre, you were a teacher too, or still a teacher. Right. right? Yes, I'm still a teacher. Um, I teach secondary uh, literature and I also teach at the university. Um, I, um, so at any rate, I have degrees in creative writing, curriculum and instruction and other things. I've always written since I was, uh, I want to say I began writing like second grade uh, when I read my first poem. Uh, and it just was so beautiful. I remember still, well, it's snowing out by everybody now, but the poem we received second grade in autumn uh, and the poem was about the color of the leaves. And I remember reading the poem and having this uh like my mind was really just going insane like visualizing um this world that the speaker of the poem was creating and from that moment poetry uh was a thing I always have been a reader and I was a reader even then um but it was just something different with the the musicality of poetry uh that really um, took over, I guess, my mind for many years. Uh, where I am now in life, I do write poetry. I write um, not uh, creative nonfiction, um, and I also write screenplays. So I do a lots lots of different kinds of writing, uh, academic writing, and things like that as well. But yeah, so um, in college, I worked uh, on a literary magazine called uh, Furrow. And so I had the experience from there um, and throughout my college career, my professional career, being published in other publications um, and having my work performed, I really wanted to be able to create a platform that would allow other creatives uh, who may not have those opportunities uh, like I did to to have access to those opportunities. Um, many of the publishing and performance opportunities come through my connections with academia. And I know that we have a whole population uh, within the urban community that, you know, they are working during the day um, on various jobs or what have you and they don't necessarily have the opportunity or the connections to become published or to perform. And so I'm bringing um, that to the people, essentially, through genre urban art. So we have a magazine. Um, we have several anthologies that we're about to drop. Um, and we also have pop-up uh, performance events uh, at various locations. Um, around Milwaukee and in New York um, at Bowery Poetry. And we also did one at, um, what is that play? I forgot what the name of it is called right now, but at other venues, we just like to create opportunities for the artists that we work with. That's awesome. Um, and how how is it that you came up with the name genre, mm -hmm. urban art? It's very unique. Um, so I sat so when I sat down and contemplated and began to contemplate a name, I already had my business plan together. I just didn't know what I wanted it to be called. Uh, and I spent three months figuring out, like, what am I going to call this business? Um, and I was very excited and very ready to start. But I knew that once I 
start like this is it so you can't go back and start changing names like you need to make sure uh this thing is valid so i would just in my free time or when i whenever i could i would just be thinking like what do i want to name this thing in my sleep i will wake up like yes this is the name this is what i'm going with and the funny thing is is um after three months genre came to me because I don't genre is not only just writing but it's also visual art um, performance art all types of art so um, I think when we think of art we think of visual or photography but creative writing um, and writing in general is also an art so I wanted to encompass all of the arts uh, and so with that I decided that uh, it should be genre. So what happened is, is that uh, genre came to me while I was sleeping. I woke <laughs> up and I was, you know, in the middle of the night, like, yes, that must be the name. I went back to sleep and I woke up and forgot the daggone name. <laughs> Girl, so <laughs> it took like another month to come back to me. And so when it came back to me that time, I wrote it down. Uh, and that's when I went and got the LLC, bought the website and everything um, at that point. But I, I put a lot of thinking on the front end of it. I didn't just go in and just do something. I spent mm -hmm. about nine months planning what this was going to be. That's, that's you know, good because a lot of people go wrong with that of not planning mm -hmm. before deciding to dive into something and then realizing it's not really what they wanted to do <laughs> right right and I I knew that um I would be spending a lot of money on the front end mm -hmm. and um you know like you said I'm a teacher I make decent money but I'm not rich by any means and um so I needed to be mindful that this is an endeavor that I need to be smart with I can't just go and do whatever and be irresponsible um and also you know I just want I also knew that I wanted the reputation of genre to be um, meaningful too. And so I can't, and I take a lot of pride in my business and in my own personal reputation. And so I can't just put anything out and I can't just, you know, associate mm -hmm. my brand with anything. So I needed it to be, uh, be professional and to do, and just to be honest. And so the funny thing is a lot of times people will say to me, um, that I'm very uh, personable and that I, you know, because I take time and I talk to people um, and which is how you and I got to know each other and other people. Right. Know, it's like, you are so busy, but you take time for everybody. But if you're trusting me with your work, why would I not? You right. Know, each person is important and I treat people how I would want to be treated or I try to at least, you know, so... Right, which is probably what sets you apart from other businesses because some businesses just take you down, you're a number, they push your name, and then that's it. Mm -hmm. um, not a lot of businesses take time to actually develop relationships and actually engage, which is really what creates you as a brand, what, what distinguishes you from some other cold magazines, mm -hmm. you know, um, which is pretty neat. Uh, which is what I what I liked about John Urban. <laughs> Thank Arts. you. <laughs> Thank um, you. You're welcome. So, I mean, 
we talked about how you came up with the name, which I'm always the firm believer that the best ideas always come to us either through sleep or when you're in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Always. I think my best work has come to me while I'm on the toilet. staring up at the ceiling right. so just you need a moment of <laughs> contemplation to get to to the yes. space so yes I can see how that might be uh, a thing <laughs> right right so for you like I know you said you were a teacher and then mm-hmm. you realized that you wanted to bridge a gap um when exactly was like the pivoting point for you to go from like just being like an academic teacher to to forming a business because that's a whole different like mindset to to learn how to run a business and develop a whole magazine and I'm sure there was like a huge learning curve there yeah absolutely um so I use uh InDesign to design my Mac well let's start with I'll start with the business preparation of it I do have people uh, in my family and in my circle uh, that are business people like they do that nine to five they run companies and so uh, I have uh, leaned on them more than I can ever tell you for you know what do I do with this I don't know what I'm doing what do I do with this thing what do I do with that thing I've reached out to other um, business owners magazine owners Uh, The owner of Create Magazine, when I started, I just messaged uh, the Instagram, right? And so I say, hey, um, I understand if you are not, you know, able to talk to me, um, but I'm starting this thing. And would you be willing to give me some tips? Because I'm like, I'm loving this work, but I just want to make sure I'm going in the right direction. And I see that you're already where I'm trying to be. So if you don't mind, would you please, you know, talk to me? And the mm-hmm. owner set up a meeting with me and she took about 45 minutes and she just kind of ran me through um, how she started and how she, because she went through my Instagram, she went through the website, she went through everything and just gave me some feedback and tips. And... um which I really appreciated. And from there, I, and genre was already in existence at this time. From there, I took, you know, the information that I thought was valid, which much of it was. She was very helpful and very free uh, with her, she, with her um, commentary because she could have been like, well, you could be competition for me, so I don't want to work with you. And she didn't do that to me, which I really appreciate um, that she didn't, you know, just shut me down and shut me out. Uh, Mm -hmm. So she gave me some really good advice. And she also said, um, which I also appreciated, you're already where you're supposed to be. And you're already setting yourself up for where you're supposed to go. So don't like doubt yourself. Like you have a plan. You had a plan when you started. So, you know, take this advice for what it's worth. But you're going to be successful if you keep working at it and don't, you know, don't get down about it. Um, And I really, really appreciate that she did that because she could have just been like, uh, no, you know, and she didn't. Right. Um, so, but at any rate, as far as running the business portion, uh, very definite learning curve, contacting everybody. When I tell you in the beginning of this, I contacted everybody like, how do I open an LLC? How do I do this thing? How do I do that thing? 
um, to create the very first magazine, I watched YouTube videos and I taught myself how to use the Adobe Suite. Um, and mm-hmm. I was familiar with some of it, but what I needed to use, I wasn't. And so I, I'm learning and I'm still learning in the process. Uh, and I think that's why genre is so important to me because it is, um, it's really a very sincere and true creation from my heart, but it also has begun to take on this life of itself. So when I first started, I just wanted it to be a literary magazine and a website. The magazine Mm -hmm. did not happen when I intended it to happen. um, And it happened a year later. And so when I first, when we first made this first magazine, uh, we were so proud of ourselves that we finally uh, had done that and they sold. Okay. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. and we got them in some independent stores and they were selling and people really liked, um, I think they liked that they could see that it was, there was this urbanness to it. Um, Mm -hmm. and that there were so many different people for our first magazine, we had about 60 different contributors, which is for our first magazine was dope. Like I was very proud of myself by that point because I had built a really great team around genre. Um, and you know, after that, I kind of knew, well, I went through the process of learning all these programs and how to make the magazine. And then I just kept going, kept doing um, the design and experimenting uh, and just kept going. And so now we're at our uh, number, um, what magazine are we on right now? We just finished number five and I'll be releasing number number six. Yep. We'll be releasing number six in December. And, you know, that has a hundred and I think 40 submissions to it and it just grows. It just continues to grow. Um, and we've, like I said, branched out to anthologies and we have some really dope things coming. I'm so excited about 2019. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's always good when you can find someone who's already in the business to kind of guide you. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it also speaks to that. There are some people who are willing to help. I mean, there's a whole lot of those folks that once they make it, they kind of don't want to give you advice. But I always feel like giving you advice and helping you doesn't cost me anything. If anything, it helps me in some way. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of awesome that they were able to do that. It was but, very awesome. <clears throat> right, right. It was very awesome. Um. But, you know, the other thing is, I, you know, running a magazine and then, of course, you do change as you go along and but your message kind of have stayed the same because genre is not just for poetry. Like you accept photography, you accept um, like proses and short stories, you accept art, mm-hmm. photography. So- uh, on the website, we accept uh, videography. Just an it's uh, just an outlet for all artists, right? So, when you are accepting, like your accepting process, what is the message? I guess that you want your customers to gain from genre, like from the magazine. What is the scope? Um, overall, the scope of I I think that the scope is not limited. I think that we spend enough time 
uh, in our lives determining like what needs to be uh, what a thing is supposed to look like or how a thing is supposed to exist and we limit ourselves in doing that um, I want I pick all um, and my editors we pick photography we pick art writing um, from all types of different kinds of people from all over the world um, people who talk about all different things and the reason why um, for the second edition I did pick a theme but the reason why I probably won't go with the theme again is that that limits creativity and we get beautiful work and I don't need um, everything to match uh, inside and I think that people don't match and our cultures don't match and in some ways they do in some ways the art does but overall the um, our collection of work that we have is a reflection of uh, what urbanity looks like uh, and it's mm -hmm. diverse and it's different and so I think ultimately if there is a message in the non-message is that things are things and people are different and it's all beautiful right that art is everything uh, that's beautiful that's a beautiful message too to convey but you know I know that there are some things as magical as it might be <laughs> I know there are some things that you like and you dislike about running genre. Could you tell us what some of those pros and cons might be? Well, I can tell you right now, um, I'm in a space where I'm hiring people to do certain things because it's not allowing me, like the business aspect is not allowing me to be the creative that I want to be. Um, and I'm in, we're in a place where we can begin to bring uh, people on uh, as paid members of the staff uh, for some positions um, and basically what that is is just to free myself up and uh, not only to free myself up but also to make sure that I have somebody who is consistent um, because with uh, the nature of uh, a business like genre is that you have a lot of people who volunteer and do the work uh, and that is is not consistent. Well, depending on the person, um, some people, you know, things happen in people's lives and they may not be able to follow through on um, something that they said that they're supposed to do. Well, what does that do for me? That makes my magazine late. You know what I'm saying? It makes right. my magazine late or it makes the post not go up on time. And as as I said earlier, I like that. I want to portray an image of genre as being a professional space. And so I need to have people around me who are 150%, not 50, not 75. I need people around me who are as in love with this vision as I am. And so I have a really good team of core people that I work with and I'm very thankful for them. Um, but we are looking for, um, we'll be advertising soon for certain positions within our organization because there are other things that we want to be able to free ourselves to work on. Um, so just, I guess, the nature of like volunteering can be murky. Um, another thing that I don't, I can't really say there are many things that I don't like. What I, one thing, another thing that stands out to me is that, um, I get people uh, trying to like scam me, which is really funny. 
because mm-hmm. I am very quiet. <laughs> and so people mistake that for being um, ignorant or not knowing, uh, but I'm very observant of people. And so mm-hmm. a lot of times I get people who um, they just mistake my professionalism or my demeanor for another thing. And so I've had someone try to um, like sell my magazines from under me. I've had just all oh, kinds wow. of all <laughs> kinds of things. And it's been really interesting uh, to sit and watch people because I'll, like I said, I engage a lot of people on our social media and my social media manager also on, she runs the Facebook and Twitter. Um, and so people talk to us all the time. And so sometimes we have loyal people uh, that we know very well. And then sometimes there's somebody who's trying to be advantageous and that I don't like. What I don't like are uh, disingenuous uh interactions with people so don't come to me you know with a plan and don't tell me that you're coming to me with a plan in the front if you come like if you come and you pretend like you're just loving genre and you just want to be a part of it but then you hit me with I can do this service for you like that's weird and what I would have preferred to happen is that you just say that on the front end if people are not upfront with me, I guarantee that is a dead deal for that person. Uh, I don't like it. And so that um, part of like with me being an introvert and having people pretend to be something that they're not and then finding out that they're this other thing is very, um, I guess, like an energy suck. And I just prefer honesty on the front end. Of course, any anyone would. I mean, I you know, I always say if people can find a loophole, they are going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> they are going to use it. So we're going to take a little break. And then when we come back, we're going to see if there are any future genre urban projects and where you can locate them. Hi, everybody. So we're back with Nikisha. And now we're going to move into what are some of the future projects for genre? I know you said that genre are the genre urban arts magazine are in some independent stores. Uh, Like what independent stores could people find them? And if you think in the future, that you're going to be kind of like the major magazines, like People magazines or one of those. Okay. Um, I Right now where we are, I intend to stay independent and small. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not really interested in, like, of course, everybody wants to make money. <laughs> like, that. yeah, that would right. be great. But mm-hmm. I, uh, with some of the larger uh, chain stores, um, I just don't see genre being part of that. I think that um, independent stores more interest me personally because it has a more, um, I guess, connectedness with the community yeah. uh, in a different way than the big chain stores do. Um mm-hmm. And so right now we're a small print and until I, you know, change my mind, we're a small print. So we are at Woodland Pattern Bookstore in Milwaukee. 
we are at uh, Indie Reads in Indiana, and um, we're also to be found on the website. We're in one more place. I can't, I'm forgetting the name of the store, but um, when you are a small print and you are um, connecting with these independent bookstores, you are, you know, giving a percentage of your business away through them. Uh, and so I began to really uh, look for independent bookstores and as a way of like uh, finding legitimacy that our magazine is in a bookstore. But overall, I think that um, the audience that we have now is finding us and I'm okay with just being on the website because uh, having people purchase the magazine through genre enables me to do more with genre right now. And since we are small, that allows me more money to be able to hire people. It allows me more money to be able to do more projects, uh, which you also asked about. Uh, one of the projects that we're working on is called uh, Femme Literati Mixtape. Um, the editors for that text are going to be uh, Shima and mm -hmm. Ricardo, or no, his name is not Ricardo, excuse me, Rico, and mm -hmm. a young woman named Crystal. Uh, so we're working on collecting submissions for that text. That uh, specific text is for black and brown creatives, uh, just to give black and brown women, feminine, femme creatives, a space to be able to showcase their work uh, and mm -hmm. have discussions that come from being a black or brown person specifically. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to that. The work that we've received already is gorgeous. I cannot wait to reveal the cover uh, because <laughs> the cover artist, uh, who I won't reveal at this time, uh, she is dope. All of my projects, I try to make sure our covers are beautiful. Uh, and I find artists who um, I think will align with what genre is and whose work is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm so excited about that particular work. Uh, we're also working in partnership with an organization called Stillwater Collective uh, mm -hmm. to make a, uh, excuse me, to make a uh, anthology of flash fiction um, based on certain topics that deal with social justice issues. And so uh, my editor, Mercy, is working on that, uh, editing that piece, and we're collecting submissions for that as well. Um, I have to go check my website right now because I'm trying to remember everything I have. <laughs> <laughs> we... so, much, so much going on. Look, just head on over to John right. Urban Art. And Definitely head on. And there's like tons of stuff. And even though you didn't mention it, I'll mention it because I have submitted to genre before, I'll admit. Um, if you don't, if you have Submittable, I believe it's called, it's a great place for you to find out about new submissions. Genre is on there as well. So if you want to be part of the new prints, if you are looking for places to submit your work, 
that is another place that you can find it as well. Yes. Submittable is a really great platform for writers, especially um, because it has every publication that is reputable is there. And so you want to make sure that you are, you know, part of that and seeing the different projects that they have. Um, Right now, another uh, project that we're working on is we're gathering a, um, of several editors from the LBGTQ community, and we're going to work on uh, an anthology for uh, for the LBGTQ community to drop in June that will be releasing that Bowery Poetry on June 30th uh, for Pride. So we're really excited about that. Um, we're going to take some of the proceeds from that project, and we're going to donate them to shelters uh, in Milwaukee and in New York that... Um, that support communities uh, that are represented by LBGTQ, uh, especially um, homeless shelters and homeless shelters that cater to uh, people who um, have HIV or AIDS, um, because that's just, it's just something that's close to my heart. um, And I won't Mm -hmm. get into why, but we'll be looking out for that population through this project. And we um, are partnering with a bunch of people. So Uh, that will all be revealed uh, through our social media and on our website soon. That's awesome. That's really cool that you're doing that. So if we move on, if you could provide anyone who's thinking of possibly opening up a similar business, if you have any kind of advice, what would that be or resource that was very useful Mm -hmm. for you? Um, Don't be afraid to learn. If you don't know how to do something, but you can see that product or that thing existing, uh, make it happen. Like at any, I won't say at any expense, like physically to emotional uh, and physical wellness. But if you can see a way, like I can see this thing in my future, just do it. I think that so many of us are afraid to, just try because we're afraid to fail. Um, And then we just sit, we literally get one life. So why are we all sitting on our hands waiting for somebody else to, you know, create the life that we want? Um, So try it. I would say, make sure you have a good business manager. So your money is in order. Um, Mm -hmm. Someone you can trust. I would say, um, don't be afraid to admit when you are um, having trouble and find people who can help you. Um, when you make your publications, don't be afraid if they don't sell all the same day. <laughs> On day one, I know mm-hmm. a lot of uh, writers that I work with, um, they publish their books and then their books don't all go because everyone's lip servicing them like, oh yeah, I'm going to buy your book, can't wait. But then their book doesn't go as quickly as they think the book will sell just be patient and focus and stay uh, focused on the long-term goal and not the immediacy of right now set goals set goals accomplish your goals and then set some more goals set goals immediate goals um (laughs) six month goals year goals and Mm. knock them out the box like i literally will sit and plan out my gear like I want to do this thing this thing this thing this thing this thing then Mm -hmm. at some point I'll stop and I when I feel like I'm not making any progress 
um, I'll sit and I'll go back to my goals. And I was like, oh my gosh, I really made mm-hmm. some progress this year. Um, and that happened to me this year in particular. I had a lot of loss in my family. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was feeling pretty bad about just life in general. Um, but then I had a play performed in Brooklyn and that just gave me my whole life. <laughs> you know, or a piece of nonfiction that I wrote was published in another text outside of genre. I run genre, so I can publish all my own things, but just um, having other places also see the validity in my work uh, is appreciated too. But overall, just do what you need to do, what you see yourself doing. Don't give up, stay focused and set and execute goals. Awesome. And I'm sorry to hear that, but it's in a way it's good to see turning something, you know, negative and down into something positive and beautiful for others. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. You just have to keep going. Even, you know, there always be a problem. We just got to keep going anyways. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So what software book or resource would you say was the most helpful for your business or for you youtube (laughs) (laughs) you can learn anything i can teach myself anything literally in the world Mm -hmm. i have used youtube to uh, replace pieces and dryers i have Mm -hmm. used youtube (laughs) to make magazines i have used youtube to figure out um like an element of photoshop that i need or layout and um, learning different coding strategies for my website. I've taught myself mm-hmm. all of the things that I know um, about this business. And um, I'm proud of that. I'm happy that I can sit down and be so in love and so focused that I'm willing to like go through the hard things uh, in order to have the outcome that I want. So YouTube, shout out to YouTube. Um, our YouTube channel is lit too. So add us on <laughs> there's a lot of good spoken word and performances on there so yeah they're putting in that plug plug. as a side note (laughs) awesome so is any current or future events you would like to let everyone know about uh right now i'm waiting uh to get information concerning two of the dates Um, But we do know that we are doing our Pride Show event June 30th from 6 to 7.30 at Bowery Poetry. Um, But we have have about six or seven event dates that will be released. But I'm just waiting for, um, like, confirmation. I'm very peculiar about how I handle my business. Like, I don't handle it halfway. So I'm waiting for Mm -hmm. dates and confirmation. You know, people be like, no, it's good, it's good. Like, no, I need dates and confirmation because you're not going to have me out here looking crazy talking about Mm -hmm. something that's going to happen and there's nothing. So once I have the rest of the dates, I'll share them. That's awesome. Uh, Bowery Poetry, for everybody who doesn't know, is in New York. So if you are in New York area or you just want to make a day out of going to New York, there you go. Yes. Um, and I think we're down to our last question. Yay! <laughs> so tell us where people can find genre urban art. You know, I, I know you have an Instagram. I know you have a website. You just put in the plug for YouTube. 
and where they can purchase and or submit their work for consideration mm-hmm. to be in the magazine. Okay. Uh, well, you can find everything about Genre Urban Arts uh, at genreurbanarts.com or .org. Uh, it goes to the same place. We are on um, most of the major social media platforms, and you can find us at Genre Urban Arts uh, at every platform that there is currently right now. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. We're all over the place, um, but we primarily <laughs> focus on our Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter right now. Um, you can purchase our magazines and submit. Uh, all of those things are on the site. You can go, so if you want to purchase something, you go to the shop. If you want to submit or become a contributor to our website or any of our publications, uh, you just hit up the opportunities tab on our website. Um, and yeah, if you have any questions, welcome to inbox us, slide into our DMs. We do respond uh, as long as it's not nonsense. <laughs> serious inquiry only, only for real inquiry. <laughs> well it was such a pleasure to have you Nikisha I know for me especially it is a very proud moment to speak to you in this space because you were the first person who actually accepted my writing um, and I think because of that I feel forever indebted to you um so I'll always be like hey can you come do this with me can you come do that with me because I felt like you accepted me with open arms so this was definitely um a personal one for me oh thank you and you know uh, that's a whole nother podcast of why excellent writers are not being accepted uh because their content maybe doesn't align with like a traditional the people who run like the editorial office rooms and our business uh is very brown very black Mm -hmm. um and we have you know we have all kinds of people um who work with us but we are very uh brown black space and it's intended to support everyone but especially voices like ours. And so I should not have been the first person to publish your work. Your work should have been published before. Um, But then that just says to me that we're doing exactly what I intended to do. And I really appreciate that. And anytime I can support you, like I say, just let me know. And if I can make it, I'm there. Or if I can support you in any way, I'm there. Uh, Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And that's about it, guys. We're going to call this one a wrap. Until next time. I mean, can we discuss? (laughs) All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye. And that was a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening to, I mean, can we discuss? Don't forget to subscribe. Follow us if you want to see what we're up to, what projects we're up to. And enjoy the rest of your day, night, wherever you might be. I was your host, Asher Ferguson, signing off.